Welcome back to the Key in the Late Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake. Live, 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 live. From the Bitter Pops in Lakeview, Chicago, Illinois. One of the great establishments of this neighborhood when it comes to both the on and the off premise. Tonight we are celebrating episode 200 of this goddamn forsaken podcast. <laughs> We have, we have some friends, some familiar faces of the podcast joining us this evening. Before we get into that, just wanted to start off with where it all began. Um, about four years ago, I was reading a book called The Old Time Saloon. And reading through that book, I found a passage that I thought related very great to what could potentially be used for a name for a punk rock band if I ever started it. There's many of those. Never got around to that one. <laughs> but um, as the passage went by the book by George Aid was that... The proprietors in the loop of Chicago, once they opened a bar pre-prohibition, based on the debauchery, the amount of drinkers, the amount of alkies that were roaming through the streets of Chicago back then, that the key could be thrown into the lake because the more established haunts of the, the time had never been closed for a single day. They were open 24-7, and the adage went, you could throw the key into the lake. Mm. So I thought, why not start a series of conversations finding the treasure at the bottom of the lake, which is... Lake Michigan, <laughs> one of the places I find reprieve and solace from this goddamn, you know, jungle of it's, a city. It's not an ocean. The concrete jungle. So I started the Key in the Lake website about four years ago, and mm-hmm. the conversations from the page turned into conversations into a podcast. And mm-hmm. with that, I brought along this very famous um, orator of the day, podcaster of the moment named... Razor Wilson, <laughs> Torres. <laughs> Not sure if you knew what a podcast was. All <laughs> I remember was the I links that you would text me. Hey, <laughs> listen to this. I'm like, how am I supposed to listen to this? I don't, I don't understand this. But uh, I don't have a desktop hey, anymore. World. Beautiful. And <laughs> since then, about four years ago, when we started the podcast, uh, Wilson and I set out to find the stories behind the label, the stories behind the bottle, and all of the stories upon stories that the other side of the bar had as in the bartenders and the proprietors Mm. and then about 35 episodes in or so we found a miscreant on the streets of the langham hotel (laughs) (laughs) the streets of the langham hotel i'm sure the langham would love that (laughs) oh they won't even know that's their new advertising and um (laughs) Our good friend Megan, who runs a PR company here in Chicago, mm-hmm. reached out about doing a podcast with Abelauer because we just basically print money for them with all the free advertising <laughs> yeah. we give them. Shout out to Paper Girl. Yeah. And th- we were like, hey, we're doing this whole 15-year anniversary release for the sh- city of Chicago. Alan Clark's been deported. We have this new brand <laughs> <Yeah>. ambassador <laughs> coming in. And why don't you interview him and the artist? And we're like, oh, okay, we'll see how that goes. And... It turned out that Callum J. O'Donnell was uh, sitting across from us that afternoon. After he bought me numerous uh, Abelauer 16 Sours, I was like, okay, this guy's all right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my secret all along, is just get everybody in the vicinity drunk, yeah. and hopefully they'd, one, understand me, and two, like... <laughs> we, we, we had, had uh, Abelauer 12 Whiskey Sours. 16 it was. We had 16, 16 it was. They don't even carry the 12 at the Langham, we, on the streets of the Langham. Damn. And the the had, ladder of that's easy. 
Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of problems that day, technical issues. Uh, and I don't think Callum believed me when I told him I was a brand ambassador for a whiskey distillery after the conversation, but I gave him a very fancy business card. And about two episodes later, he came back um, on a podcast where we started this podcast, which was at Beguile Brewing. Uh, Kevin Carey, where the hell are you? Um, but uh, we started this podcast with our friends because Wilson and I worked at a distillery called Koval, and just down the street from that distillery was a plethora of breweries here on Malt Row, Chicago, Illinois, one of them being our great friends at Beguile. Kevin was, saw, saw that we were doing this uh, website, knew that we were going to start the podcast, and he's like, hey, why don't, you st- why don't you record it at the upstairs space of our brewery, and that'd be awesome. So I took him up on that, and for about 50, 60 episodes, the first year of the podcast, that's where it lived, that's where it mm-hmm. began, um, and that's where we just had so many amazing conversations with our friends from the industry and people that we wanted to highlight and people that we just wanted to get on to have an hour conversation with. Uh, once the pandemic hit, um, like many things, we took a step back, tried to figure out what we were going to do. Um, you know, we didn't, we, uh, we don't, we don't survive off this podcast from the millions of dollars no. we make from it. No, uh, no, uh, we do no. all daytime jobs. Um, but about uh, three months into the pandemic, we reached out to one of our good friends, Bob Zacharias, mm-hmm. and it's like, Bob, you need to come on the podcast. Restaurants are opening back up. And then Bob was running the one of the best restaurants and bars in the city called Fountainhead. Yep. R.I.P. 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 And, uh, <laughs> you know, we recorded a conversation and after that conversation, Bob was so gracious enough to say, hey guys, if you want to record here from now on while we're upstairs in the roof deck where we found it to be safe from that nasty, nasty COVID, uh, he's like, come on aboard. And that was my plan all along, actually, just to make sure he'd ask that question by the end of the, of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. You fell right into it, Bob. I did. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was a great summer. And it was a good summer. Oh my, it was a beautiful I, summer. You know, it just felt like... And first off, like it was when the you best days the first, of our lives. Like, I think my hair was nearly as long as yours <laughs> back then in that summer. <laughs> might, might have been. Uh, All of ours. And I'll, I'll say, at least for me, the first time that you guys in, had invited me on was when we were at Beguile. Yeah. That was in Episode 16. Episode 16. See, was it I didn't 16? Even, I didn't even know that. Wow. I didn't know that. I, I, was, I don't know if I've even told you guys this, but I was so insanely <laughs> if anybody knows me, they know I'm not a big social media person. When I heard a podcast, I'm like, I have to talk. Like, is this going to be aired? I don't, people are going to listen to me speak. This frightens me. And so I was like, my palms are sweaty, walking up to the guy to talk to you guys. Mom's spaghetti. Like, I really like was so nervous uh, to do that and to talk with you guys. Um, and even dressed and, for But it then, too. and then, but I had met Jake before. Yeah. Um, and working together with events, and I met Wilson before too, and mm-hmm. um, and it was a blast. And then when had, maybe I'd been on maybe once before uh, COVID, twice. and then yeah, I think it was twice. You, Jamie, and I did a conversation at one point. She was looking very presidential yes. that day. Yes, super Abig- mom, Abig- she, super yeah. super mom. She'll yeah. everybody will see super mom. In a minute. There we go. But, yeah, because um, she came. What event was it? she was episode at Beguile, and then we did. It yeah, Jamie did one with Beguile at Beguile, and then we did. I think us three did one for Indie Spirit Indie for Whiskey Week. Yeah. Yeah. For Whiskey yeah. Week, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, that's it. that was fun. That was in the barrel room. Yeah, yeah, it was in the barrel it was room. In but barrel then room. when when COVID happened and, and episode one hundred was in the barrel room. Yeah. Whoa, that just. Oh yeah. man, that was episode one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! Mind yeah. blown, yeah. ladies and there. gentlemen. Yeah. Oh my god, that was a yeah. long time ago. And then when one hundred episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, we don't measure in time anymore. Right. We measure in episodes. Yeah, exactly. It can be. And then uh, once we did an episode or two on the rooftop, and then we we're like, mm-hmm. this, this would be a good space where if anybody's not comfortable doing 
shows inside during mm-hmm. this time that we could do it outside and have a safe environment and that like really really like like that was a great summer in terms of like all of us being able to get together and talk yeah. and and we can still have and, a conversation and still have a conversation mm-hmm. and then and look at what hopefully can be a positive outcome out of this and mm-hmm. now you're looking back at this almost I mean, over two years. Yeah, that was over two years ago. Think, now. think of all the bowls of mussels that were in mm. on that mm. in that summer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, and all that, the, that all the highlights. Like <laughs> that meant, it meant, it, it the meant, party wars. I'll just say it meant a ton. It meant a ton waters. to me to be able to do that with you guys, yeah, no, and more to be able to hang out yeah. and and talk about things and have people that you can bounce off of and, yeah, and discuss different situations and. Uh, it didn't slow us down. No, I thought I think it was a time where before that I was trying to tell the stories of how distilleries were just were surviving over mm-hmm. COVID, and that was like really the purpose of mm-hmm. of Keena Lake during COVID was to talk to all these distilleries from all across the world, and be like what are you doing to make sure you can still exist after day one, and then after Bobby and graciously invited us up to the roof deck to record all of our podcasts, it became it transformed itself into something different and became like a safe haven for people in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I give you a lot of props for that. Yeah, thank you. We just happen to have the space. You guys are the ones who do. Who no, I'm do like, hey, we're recording Bob Zacharias. Do you know about you guys? Bring, Bob, right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys are the ones who bring these people together. Well, so I just, you know, before we get in, I just want to cheers you guys for, well, st- for, well, I'm not for that. putting no. together. Cheers like to everybody this here. Yeah, show cheers. and and, oh, and really like creating community and conversation and everybody can work with each other and that mm-hmm. everybody and it's not yeah. it's not just competition and it's not just let me get my product into this place over this person's mm-hmm. it's it's about it's and about it, us all working together yeah, whether, I mean, I, whether it's suppliers reps distributors buyers owners everybody doing that yeah when i was working well, before i took my job with star ward um that's how i make my millions of dollars a day <laughs> there was a make scotch distillery that was uh interviewing me for their position too and for the same position and they told me i'd have to shut the podcast down if i would continue if i'd take the job and we yeah. were about 10 episodes in and really? actually, it, honestly, that was probably the most heat we got for like, hey, you guys want to advertise? You want to come to our <laughs> platform? This kind of stuff was happening. So I'm like, and people are telling me like, hey, like this is cool. Like it's a cool space for people to come hang out and talk about the whiskey industry in Chicago in general. So uh, I was like, and then they asked me a follow-up question about how I feel about selling vodka in the future. So I've, yeah, cut them off right there at the legs. But um, one thing I was going to say about Fountainhead that's, uh, that was an inadvertent bonus it's very, very different asking a guest to come on mm. to Fountainhead versus, oh, my mate has a basement in Lakeview East <laughs> where, <laughs> where we record, where we record hey, a bunch of podcasts. I had a brewery first. Though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, the rooftop, the rooftop of Fountainhead was, like, this glorious thing. And nowadays, they're always like, oh, yeah, wait, where are we recording? I'm like, well, it's in my buddy's basement. And then I think they have this idea that they're going to walk down the stairs and there's going to be plastic covering over everything. And they're going, oh, no. And you know, that's mm-hmm. it. So. Hey, there yeah. is. Hey, you know, I, I put a, you know, a little 
thing over top of the Peloton What's bike or something, something like wakes. that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's very homely now. We've grown homely. into it. Yeah, because before that, before we got that place, we were in the living room of my apartment during COVID doing conversations on Zoom. Uh, us three get together, Wilson, Callum, and I, and have conversations. Sometimes in front of the fire. Yeah, we did have a fireplace <laughs> chatter, too. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was very cute. It's very and cute I ended exactly how you think it Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, we wore suits I, and we I, weren't wearing by the end of the I night. Always <laughs> left first. I always uh, left first. No, but it's been it's been fun talking to people. It's amazing how as we've grown and we've had less of a uh, of an attraction when it comes to beguile or fountainhead. We've had like these big names on the industry that come over to my basement <laughs> or come in my living room and you're like, oh, like yeah, you have a, you have a space and I don't I don't really advertise that I work for a distillery. I just tell people like, hey, we have this podcast and. And they come over and they start seeing everything. I think putting two and two together that, oh, like you're not just like some schmo. Built on a foundation of bottles of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> like the basement is just covered in whiskey. And they're like, wait a minute, you you obviously do something whiskey. You say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm not my day job. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not making millions of dollars yeah. from the podcast. Yeah, I think what's, exactly. what's really cool is that even when we were doing them from Jake's basement, the uh, the consistency of the conversation never never deteriorated. It was always still top-notch conversations. It was still with cool, prominent individuals from the industry. It was cool and very engaging people from, you know, Chicago and whatnot. So it never, it never let up in quality as far, as far as the conversation, regardless of where we had them. And if anything, during COVID, everyone was jumping on that, mm. on this platform. Yeah. I mean, we were all mm-hmm. jumping on this platform. How many tastings did we do per week for our prospective brands and whatnot? And then at the end of the week, having a conversation amongst the three of us in regards to that. I mean, come to shows like the question then was, who's going to do this after this is all said and done? Who's right. going to stick around? And I feel, uh, to Jake's credit, because once I joined Castle Key, my time got really depleted. So corporate show. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, so for him to be able to keep, take the baton from himself and continue on, you know, consistently providing this type of conversation for all those to learn from and to listen and enjoy whether they enjoy it. Or not, I, that's I don't not know who enjoys this podcast, you know, but, but yeah. I, I feel really not you. No, it feels no, a no, testament. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a testament. <laughs> I mean, to, to <laughs> our roots. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's true. It's like has a night job and it's because of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that when I walked in the door I walked in the door and like the design of Key in the Lake is so legit and I was like man that looks professional and I was like oh wait it was Jake so it is professional <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy I probably spent 10 hours on Jake. that fucking I have gotten some design jobs out of this podcast yeah. <laughs> look man there you go every cloud yeah <laughs> it, it was interesting you know starting it back in the day of was it 2018, 2019, 2018, I think we had like a kind of a conversation um, that was essentially a podcast, but didn't record it as such. But for years, I've been listening to podcasts for 12 years, just to, you know, were yes. they called podcasts 12 years yeah, ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, see, exactly. The, weird, the sure. weird thing was, uh, <laughs> just a name drop, yeah. the person that got me in the podcast was Jim Gaffigan. Oh, okay. Like through a conversation I had with him on a flight. Really? Yeah, and we were. I, I was kind of. That's I was, crazy. That's pretty Yeah, I, that's I was, funny in itself. I was vaguely listening to podcasts, mostly sports ones. I would like radio shows that transform their conversations into a podcast afterwards. Um, and I sat next to him on a flight. He's like, "Oh, you should listen to this comedian, that comedian." He's like, "Stop reaching, stop listening to Rich Eisen. He's a dick." I'm like, "Oh, oh well, okay, all right." Um, Fair, fair point. So, and then I got into it from there, and I, I was like, "How do I start a podcast? Like, what would be my podcast?" And it just all of a sudden, one day, at, between working for two different distilleries, multiple breweries, I was like, 
why don't I have an alcohol podcast? And it just was like late 2018, after I started the website already. I was already writing articles, doing all this stuff. And I was like, why don't we just do a podcast? And then uh, Michael from Good Beer Hunting, the founder of there, Michael Kaiser, yeah. he's like, yeah, just do it. Like, be the key in the lake of whiskey. And I was like, or be, yeah. the, be the whiskey of Good Beer Hunting, because I was writing for them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And so that kind of just rolled on from there. And I was like, well, let's have conversations with people I know initially. So, like, I wrote a list of 20 people out and was start ticking them off. Bob, you were on there. You didn't know it, but you were on there. <laughs> I didn't know was it. I on there? I was on um, there. Alan Clark was. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> but Just we, for anyone that doesn't know, Jake didn't invite me to the wedding. So. No, you were not invited to my wedding, but Wilson was invited to my wedding. <laughs> I know. He was like, he stood, was one of the groups. Stood up with me. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. He, he cried, he danced, I he did ate, it all. he I did loved, it all. Yep. made love. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, oh, that was sorry. me. Sorry. No. Oh, oh, that was you. I'm like, Brittany, you're going to be on here soon. <laughs> Someday she'll come and listen to this podcast. One of these days. She's supposedly coming. We've got a lot of guests tonight We've as well. Yeah. So Brittany's coming? Yeah. For yeah. Everybody yeah. that's came out, everybody that's watching, you know, I think Jake especially, but Wilson and I as well, like we've met so many great people through this podcast. You know, yeah. Too many mentioned. And I'll leave this because I need another drink, so I'm going to have to go oh. to the bar. But I just want to thank you guys for like... Priorities. What you guys have been doing has been building whiskey spirits community in Chicago and another avenue of people to get together and to share ideas and to work together and to do good things and to promote everybody. Right. And it's not a, it's not just about, like I said, our placement versus their placement. It's yeah. all mm -hmm. about us trying to work together. Well, and, Bob that's, and that's buyers and that's owners, that's... Yeah. Distribution, that's distribution, that's suppliers, that, that's everything. And so... Like, thank you guys and, and credit to you guys for sticking with it and to um, and to do it. And, and, and we've all made a lot of friends because of it. Right. Well, so, th thank you, Bob. Thank appreciate you, Bob. That. I appreciate that. I, I that. have no idea how much um, you have no idea how much I appreciate the hospitality you gave us for those yeah. five months or so. Uh, that was a really difficult time um, not to dwell on all the negative parts of the past no. couple of years, but. We're um, on the up. We're on the up we're and up. up. Yeah. We're on the up. But yeah. when um, oh, you are, when I got the news <laughs> of Fountainhead closing, I remember standing in the hallway of Ugh. my of my condo and like falling to my knees, um, literally falling to my knees and yelling to Brittany and like yeah. Fountainhead's closing, and it, it was it was rough. But to be a yeah, part of those last moments was, and having those but, those conversations yeah. we had at the very end, yeah, like having you and Aaron on, that was like something I'll, I'll treasure a well, lot about. Those are a lot of great moments and a lot of great yeah. things to come with that. And when when one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, and I think that's how we all be move the way here. for all of us. You know, S speaking of opening and closing doors, when you go out, can you um get <laughs> yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, can you give me I'll, another sign? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you drinking? It's the Northman, baby. Oh, the Northman question. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, hey, but, yeah. Um, sister I love, yeah, I love you guys. I lo we love you, cheers. Bob. Uh, you Bob. Cheers, Bob. Cheers, Thank you guys. for everything. Cheers, guys. Uh, don't go anywhere. Um, oh, I'm not leaving. Trust I think me. I'm so here. I'm here for the long haul. But we, uh, somebody else. Let's get somebody else. I, I, like I said, I wanted to set the bar low. Unceremoniously, because <laughs> um, we didn't name an MVP of the Keen Lake podcast until last year. You were the 2020 MVP for sure. Ah. Um, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Moss took the 2021. <laughs> and somebody who's I think is up for the 2022 conversation uh, indefinitely, it's not you or you. Uh, <laughs> I know. I would never want to be the MVP. Right. I'm the MIP, the most improved podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because when I started on this thing, I was a fucking disaster. Okay? Yeah. I was a fucking disaster. 
People uh, thought I was drunk when I was sober. They thought I was sober when I was drunk. I, I think they always think we're drunk. <laughs> this is probably part of the problem. They might always <laughs> think we're drunk. Um, but one person we're that's unsure. been uh, with us from, I would say, pretty close to the beginning over at Beguile, uh, actually Wilson introduced me to him, is uh, Chris Blantner, which yeah. who is also Chris known Blantner, as, as the yeah. urban bourbonist uh, that I would love to have come over most here. Most handsome man in bourbon. Si- oh, most handsome man in bourbon. All there right. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, now, you see, Bob was very clever because he qualified that because if he'd said scotch, I was about to fight something. I, 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 I owe you a beer already, so and good news, I want to walk Hopefully out next year we'll that. have mm. most handsome man in American single malts. Based on the TTV. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming. Oh. Rules coming soon. Oh, son of a bee. What are we doing? These for nets. Oh, of course they are. Jamie's involved. Our barmaid bar of the podcast, Kat Feliciano. Last time I had a Fournette shot was at Fountainhead. I was too... I didn't eat anything the entire day. Couldn't make it to my... my, my uh, doorstep so i threw up at the steps yeah you were it was like 2 a.m when we were recording a podcast very smart um you're the best oh thank you somebody a stranger has walked into the room we'll leave her unnamed for now but, um, we'll, we'll stick with our with our lead our front runner for the mvp of 2022 yes for now we will mr Which, Cler- Chris Cler- Cler- that was me oh i missed yeah, that yeah yeah you're uh, in the lead right now so you're oh. you're beating nick moss out by a lot Really? That's that's. Uh, he just that's lost major tough, points for tough, not tough showing up yeah. tonight. Didn't show. So. I mean, uh, all right, all he right. might have had a kid today. We don't know. Oh. We haven't heard, but um, that's, that's probably I a thought good he excuse. Did. I thought he already had the kid. Yeah, yeah we did. Um, it's true. It could have gone wrong. We don't know. Yet, uh, Chris, uh, Cal, not Callum, uh, Wilson came to me about. I would say we were probably thirty to forty episodes into the podcast. We, we were. I wouldn't even know. I don't know what we were at. We, 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 were, we were up there. Anyway, he's like, hey, I met this really cool dude online. I was a little skeptical <laughs> about pe- meeting people online because, yeah. you know, I'm married and all those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Wilson and I right. had a love fest. We, had a, right. we did, yeah. We, we I had think a, if you've listened cozy. to this podcast, we've, we've, talked, we've talked a lot of diligent shit about um, the online community. What? Sorry. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Classic Wilson going live Sorry. while going live. I didn't go live. Uh, he's in the Matrix. But we, oh, I shouldn't say we talked shit. But we've, um, we've been very dubious about the online community in the whiskey world just mm. because we, we wonder where people are coming from. What's their background? How are they presenting themselves versus the reality, which has been a conversation since 1995 when all of a sudden AOL said, you've got mail. <laughs> but we won't go that far back. Take it easy, Meg yeah. Ryan. Yeah. yeah, take it easy. You know, Goodness. he was always a catch, that Tom Hanks. <laughs> he always catches. But, uh, we, but, but Wilson said to me, he's like, hey, I met this guy, Chris. His name is the Urban Bourbonist Online. He wants to come in and sit on the podcast. I'm like, what do you mean he wants to sit on a podcast? Like, it, this is a very professional atmosphere at yeah. this brewery recording a whiskey <laughs> podcast at. So, but he's like, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it out. Let's hang out and have it. And then uh, we met Chris. Uh, right away, I started following him from when uh, Wilson introduced me to who he was. And I thought, oh, this is great content. You're really um, thoughtful about what you're writing, thoughtful mm-hmm. about what you're tasting. It's not just another Joe Schmo basically uh, reviewing Weller 12 <laughs> um, for you Mikey Weller Reserve um, but he's a big fan of that he's big a fan, huge big fan, fan big fan not pet peeve whatsoever shout out to Mikey look at just locked out locked <laughs> she's, she's, she's Justine's welcome to the podcast uh, <laughs> hello ginger 
Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of dudes. I don't know where the, I know where the girls went. Uh, they went to just left. But uh, anyway, uh, Chris um, came on thoughtfully, started introducing us to brands. Um, one brand in particular that we uh, oh, <laughs> have, fall, have fallen in love with yeah. over the years. And we have fulfilled our contract. Yes. Here it comes. Very much so. Here, here it comes. comes. Very much so. But uh, right away from um, the first conversation we had with Chris was I'm like, oh, this guy should be not just a guest in our podcast would be a part of our podcast and over the last three years Chris you've continually come on surprised us brought us awesome things to try and also brought us very insightful notes in a very nice uh, outside perspective into what's happening inside of the whiskey industry well I appreciate you guys he brought us balloons Yes, yeah, so <laughs> the uh, two zero zero balloons fresh pops now has yeah. a completely different yes. and completely different and meaning yeah. bitter pops no, fresh pops yeah. is, oh, is... Oh, 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 fresh pops. Oh, come on, I'm working. Also, working, he brought baby. us t-shirts on the 100 podcast. He did. Oh, yes, God with damn. Wilson's uh, famous quote. Infamous question. The, uh, <laughs> what, what, love making rye. The, uh, the, the, um, I was sipping on the... What was, was the cask strength cast rye humor rye from, from Pinhook. From Pinhook. And this is this is a love making rye. Yes. A beautiful love making rye. Is it a beautiful one? Yeah. I just remember the love making aspect of it. Don't you guys make it? Make love. That one, oh. did, that one, you did not. Actually. That one's no, MGP. It's an MGP. Yeah. yeah. The only uh, things we make are green, orange, and magenta. This wax. is a beautiful Hoosier making love of a ride. <laughs> but uh, no, Chris, um, thank you for everything you've done uh, for Great. me personally uh, when it comes to supporting us and doing everything, and then for these two guys as well. Where uh, I know we always enjoy having you on, um, having a really fresh perspective of what's happening inside of this industry. Well, I appreciate you guys always asking me back and for and Wilson, I've said this to you many times. You gave me like the first like opportunity to Can we actually hear the conversation? I don't know if we've ever <laughs> documented this. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, it between thrusts? It was. Yes. It was. It was before. Yeah. It was at the Oh, it was the preamble. It was it was it was, it was at the counter. Yeah. Oh. And uh, you're ruining this moment for me. <laughs> just so you know. That was actually also at Fountainhead. At Fountainhead as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, never so, heard of it. Yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Wilson was one of the first people to... Um, I, had, I had had a conversation with Union Horse at mm -hmm. the time when Wilson was there. And they said, hey, we have a brand rep in Chicago. Why don't, why don't we hook you up with him? And, um, you know, you guys can take it from there. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, it's gonna be this is the blow off, you know, yeah. here. And this is the what? The, the blow, blow off. off. Like oh, they're, they're, oh. yeah. You know, wow. They're, they're, brushing, oh, they're brushing me off. Yeah. They're brushing me off. And, brushing you off. Yeah, okay. brushing, brushing me off. And next thing I know, I have a, an email from, from Wilson inviting me to meet him at Fountainhead to, to taste through uh, the Union Horse lineup. And it was an which amazing Bob, conversation. Um, and it actually made you know it actually made me go deeper down the rabbit hole of mm. whiskey because of the conversation that that i had with wilson and the introduction Look that uh, that God. he gave to me to pretty to that brand and and to just the variety of whiskeys that they had at the time so yeah. it was really cool and um uh, i've you're said really this cool. to you many times wilson that like thank you for that and you're like the first like cry my, of the night my first OG cry of the, night. Oh, cry of the night of the whiskey I world Oh, Cheers, no. buddy. Oh, no. Is this Malort? This is Malort. Is Malort sponsoring Thanks, Claire. Malort is sponsoring oh. half of the evening. 
I'm going to sit with the Lord try this. You want to try this? Trata de esto un poco porque yo no lo voy a terminar. Oh, man. Very good. One thing. La mentira no te lo voy a terminar. Can I do a partnership with that? One thing. Um. <laughs> oh my god. I also want to thank you, Jake, and you, Callum, also Ooh. for including me in things that you guys are doing and, yeah. and exposing me to a lot of a lot of really cool oh. experiences within <laughs> within the whiskey world through your brands and through your jobs and for continuing to invite me back on this yeah. podcast. So very much appreciate everything that all well, of you I mean, guys as much have as done. we've you know, we recorded on this con or recorded our friendship on this converse on this podcast. Um, everything outside of that is what I appreciate more. So, I, agree. I mean, we, we had a great date night about a month ago or so. Um, you know, the conversations and nights we've had with uh, my boss as well, who absolutely adores you too. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, and thank you thank for everything you. you've done yeah. with us. Absolutely, thank well, you guys. Yeah. You know, I would say that Cal's not thankful. A rat just walked no, by. No, he's never. Um, well, he's never thankful. Is that what you were going to say? Jesus. No. Is, are you oh kidding God. me that Rat was really outside the door? Um, no. I, Chicago, baby. I yes. think with one thing, especially, obviously I met Jake. Two of us are very close in age. We got blasted a bunch of nights. We had a really good friendship from the get-go. <laughs> whether it was about whiskey or whether it was about watching Everton get pumped, pumped. Oh. week in, week out, week in, <laughs> week out. Those things are glorious as well, you know? There's a lot of low blows. Um, Brittany, obviously Good. Jake's wife, even though she also didn't invite me to the wedding. Where is she? Where'd she go? She went to go see <laughs> she, she listened she to the podcast for two minutes she and she was like, right. She was like, I was there. I came. Ever and was out. She came along and she went thing, One thing I think really big for me, that meeting, obviously, Jake, meeting Wilson and then meeting you as well. And this has been a consistent thing with the podcast is that working in booze and working in whiskey, especially you have a, sometimes there's a cynicism to it. Mm. I don't know if mm -hmm. we're all yeah, on board that yeah. ship, but sometimes you, you've seen it all. You've heard it all. You, you've listened to every sales pitch, you know, every sales pitch, you've tried every sales pitch. <laughs> but one of the things that was really like refreshing about you was that all, it was always with this great enthusiasm, right? Mm. You would always come to the podcast, and if the three of us have maybe had a really tough week selling whiskey, you would show up, and it reignited it for me, at least. You I know? never yes. had a tough week That's selling nice. whiskey. <laughs> Just for the record, I if I can ask you, Chris, um, so you sparked the conversation of Pinhook on this com on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is carrying many heights now, and both professionally and from a uh, enthusiastic standpoint uh, with this podcast as more things to come, as Chris and I mentioned on our last podcast together about that. Yet, what drew you to that whiskey? Well, I think that... Um, By the way, Sean, you're paying for this section yes. of the podcast. <laughs> One, it was just grabbing it off the shelf and trying it and, and finding it to be really a delicious whiskey. Mm -hmm. and, and then... Because of Instagram, because of social media, actually building a relationship with Sean from Pinhook and, and the brand. And that just, you know, that always takes it to that next level. When you get to know the people behind the brand, yeah. that that's just, you know, it takes it from, yeah, this is good to this is amazing. And, you know, I, I feel like that's the same thing with 
everything that you guys are doing too. Like getting to know you guys just makes me closer to, you know, the brands that, brands. that, mm. that you represent. And, mm. and so I think that's a huge part of it is like the relationship that's been, that's been built over time, but it is also great whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a good way of uh, encapsulating what you do with your uh, Instagram page, with what you do, essentially with your podcast which is in an instagram show and doing everything online for that way sunday night fights with you you and mikey shout out to mikey like how can we not how can we not so yeah yeah. let's just call out mikey here oh my god coming in february flights booked february 3rd yeah i haven't heard february 13th he is landing the day after the super bowl he is landing the night before valentine's day please not the day after the super bowl come on let's let's keep this on track thank you you know thank you well, I asked him, are you going to be in town to watch the Bills in the Super Bowl at Delilah's? And he's like, I'm flying in the night after. I'm like, wow. so that could be you a rough s- night for you. Smart, rough smart for, idiot. A rough, <laughs> a rough flight for you the night before, night after of uh, the potential Bulls or Bills championship. Not the Bulls, because the Bulls aren't making the playoffs. I think they will. Whoa. I think, I think they will. Oh, sorry, 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 Whoa. Chicago. Lakers fan here. Lakers fan here. Lakers oh, fan. No, no, no. Um, no, I, the Sunday night fights thing, how, even though... I lost in yeah, a you blaze did. of glory. No, I think it was just... I went out. The Aberlour 16 did well, but everything else was a bomb. Um, the 12, actually. I, the 12 did well. I think the 12 lost, the 16-1, and the Abuna lost. Or what? No, we only did 12 versus uh, Nova. Oh, was it just one? Yeah. <laughs> so I went out in a blaze of glory, <laughs> like I'm doing now. Yeah. Was it the 16, then? Mm. Was it 12? No, it, no, it was 12 versus Nova. Yeah. Right. Well, either way. I will remember this very much forever because my first flight during COVID was that Denver. night that Chris and I were putting everything together, and I was in Denver for 23 yeah. hours, so I didn't break the law of COVID <laughs> application of, <laughs> <laughs> of quarantining when you got back from a trip after 24 hours of an out of state from Illinois. So I uh, was in a basement of a store called Dave Co. You're home at basements, though. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but I was in a the binnies of of Denver, basically restickering a single barrel for Star Award as I Chris and I were that. trying to plan. Uh, I had no service whatsoever down in this basement either, so I was running upstairs trying to email him and Mikey back and forth, <laughs> like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this. Like, we're gonna send out 50 samples of each whiskey to people across the country." That was yeah. cool. I- I just remember I was in the DR when I lost, so mm. it was the Caribbean, oh, so, so and it was the so winter. You won. Okay. So you won. Overall, I I came out on top, you know. Uh, but um, no, but the think about what we've we've uh, all done in this room. There's various brands, um, various proprietors in here. People like Sagamore, people like the beer seller, Malort, uh, Listow, Jepsons. Um, yeah, everybody who's uh, videographer. Videographer. Uh, it's 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 been a it's been really cool to see how brands have attached themselves to this place. Where you know I was sitting with um, an unnamed brand uh, at a weekend this past summer, and they're like, I was like, they're going out for a team dinner, and like, oh, like you need to come along with us, even though you work for a different distillery. They like what you do for our brands. What Key and Lake does for our brands is immenseful for how we grow and how we project out into the u.s market and it's not just about it's not just our podcast but it's how people who are enthusiastic about it but there's not too many people that are putting their reputation out there that work for another brand that will highlight other brands and what you what wilson callum and you and i have done by doing that it's it's very rare 
And well, I also feel with ahead. Chris's involvement uh, in, you know, in hanging out with us and having these conversations, I think also vouches for us for the perspective that he brings to the table, yeah. which is the Instagram community, which we all have benefited from tremendously. Never heard and of we it. still <laughs> do. Um, so that, to me, to you directly, I, you know, my debt to you is paid. Please make that net <laughs> noted. Uh, but no, it's one that we all still, to this day, benefit from. Um, you you have a very strong, very respectful, you know, following, and um, we know that when we need to tap into this, you know, said you know community, we know it's, it's just let's ask Chris. Mm. Um, I'm sure we have other great individuals that we can go to, but you know, I we're know. local. Well, you know, <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> you know, ourselves. ourselves. You know, to, to take it from let's, super let's our families and your I'd like to thank myself. Um, <laughs> you know, one, so. one thing I'll say before you go, um, I remember like when we first started doing the the three of us first started doing the not virtual doing tastings, that, but the virtual tastings, mm. the virtual yes. tastings, mm. not that and other thing. No, no. I know how you look at mm. me. I see you all the time. Oh, I see that. Thing is, lost is a powerful emotion. You see it, don't um, you? No, no, no. But seriously, when we first did the 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 virtual tastings. Um, my god I, like the stress and everything about those but yeah that's a good that's a good place to start because it became a whole new stress point where like are these samples going to get to that individual in time for this tasting uh, when in did. reality like look back on it like does it really matter if one person out of 50 doesn't get their sample box yeah, yeah you feel bad but at the same time like they still showed up you know it's the USPS but I just think that, that especially the first one you were on the first one I remember us feeling like I remember feeling like okay this could be a complete total disaster but you'd already been on then like you'd already been in the DMs being like guys like I'm gonna be there whatever there was like a at least we knew that mm. if us three showed up, no one else locked on. <laughs> I knew that you were going to be on there, and the four Always of us would get pissed for three hours to get, <laughs> you know. And cousin Pete, cousin Pete, I O W A, like the guys bashing the bag or whatever. So, no, nah, no, nah, I think it, the it's really all of us. I think are extremely appreciative of you and it was yeah. obviously a great moment when you guys first met and mm -hmm. it's just been something that's going to continue to Thank you so much. be fruitful as it goes great on so before you leave chris um where do you see the online platform evolving into as brands are stepping back from the off-premise and moving back to the traditional mm -hmm. on-premise approach to building a brand i think it will still continue to be a huge part of building a brand it i I don't know how it can't be mm -hmm. at this point, uh, especially given the past few years and seeing the importance of the online know, premise. The, yeah, we, we talked about yeah. this so many times. And I know that as things open back up, we, have, we had a conversation about like, you know, don't, it's at the peril of the brands to ignore mm -hmm. the online space. And I still feel that way. And I understand and I totally agree with brands you know pulling back from that space and focusing on you know their core businesses on premise and and stores off premise um, but i do believe that the online space is especially for newer and up-and-coming brands that's the way that you're going to reach the most amount of people mm -hmm. to expose your brand and i i still see it now yeah. you know brands are certainly very active in the space 
I see a lot of new brands um, reaching out to influencers and, and building their, their brand that way. And I think it's, it's smart. And um, if, it's, if it's ignored by a brand, especially a newer brand, it's going to be tough for them you know, to succeed. So I'll leave it at that. What's your advice for a brand <coughs> reaching out to that virtual platform to an influencer or somebody who is whiskey-minded right now? It's a good question. Um, someone asked me this I'm full of questions. recently. <laughs> um, I think that you need to be authentic. I mm. think that you need to, before you approach whoever it might be in the online space, like know a little something about them. Like mm. if you're going to reach out to them and say, "Hey, I want to send target audience," kind yeah, of thing. know mm -hmm. know yeah. your audience, but and know the content that that they're producing. Mm -hmm. Like mention something that you liked that they posted or some content that they created. Uh, don't just reach out and say, hey, I want to send you a sample in exchange for a post. Like, okay, that's not connecting with me. Right, you know, right. tell me that, you know, you've, you've consumed my content. Tell me that something that you like about my point of view, you know, build that relationship. Brand, yeah. Obviously, I know that's a lot of hard work to do that on an individual basis with a number of people. That's but the it's, difference, though. It's really not that different than walking into a bar or a restaurant and trying to build a relationship a with that with that entity. Yeah. You know, yeah. so talk. or that bartender or that owner. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that would be my you know look at it and my advice. Like, be authentic and 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 you know, take an interest. Mm. Because people like yourself spend a lot of time valuing the whiskey that's made. Let's take Pick Pinhook as an example. Oh, never heard of them. Uh, well, I, I have <laughs> to get this? a mention soon. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. right. So anyway, let's take Pinhook. Um, I think we're at three but or four Pinhook now. is a great, mm -hmm. ex great example because someone like yourself takes a look at Pinhook and say they, say they don't know who you are, whatever, and you spend, you know, a good 30, 40, 50 minutes looking at it, tasting it, evaluating it, then you speak to your mates about it, whatever it might be, then you make a couple of videos about it, you create something, and it's two or three weeks in the making. Yeah. If Pinhook then personally reaches out to you and says, Chris, you know, this has been really special, that makes a difference to you. And it's like a validation of that, whether or not they believe in your opinion or whether or not they agree with you, it's like, look, we recognize the amount of time and effort that you've put into this. Yeah, I mean, it's like any relationship that you have with anyone. You know, mm. it's it it needs to be it needs to be authentic and it needs to be deeper than just you know a cold call, you know, right. or a cold DM. Um, yeah, it needs to be deeper than the whiskey itself. Yeah, and you it. know, also think about you know the person. <clears throat> if you're a brand, think about the person that you're reaching out to and mm. all, everything that they've done to build their platform you know before you reach out to them like they put in a lot of time and effort to create that content and to attract that following that they have so um sometimes i feel like that's a little bit overlooked like the the time and effort that that people like myself put into you know, our the initial stages. It's almost yeah, like when you a label, you see, you see age statement, you see proof, but you don't see the context, what's actually inside the bottle. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Well, I appreciate everything you've done for us. Um, everything you're you doing guys. for the community. 
Uh, Mikey will see you alive awesome. Sunday night fights in February. That could maybe? be cool. Could be I cool. mean, is, I'm first learning of it now. So we this need is to get awesome. a ring. We need to get like a ring, a boxing and, ring, like, let's a, do it. and gloves. <laughs> Upstairs, Delilah. Yeah, let's do it. Upstairs at Delilah's. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Oh, no, thank, thank you, Chris. You. Uh, no, it, it, Chris has been part of the uh, the instrument that's basically played our way through social media. I think um, in that sense, where I've had so many people say. Oh, like there's this guy, Urban Bourbonist, promoting this podcast up in Chicago. Have you ever heard of it? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of what we do. And I, it's immensable, not just in the way how we reach viewership and the audience that listens to this podcast, but I think where people understand what's happening inside of this whiskey industry. I never intended this to be a podcast about the whiskey industry, like how, hey, how do you like go through your day of life of selling whiskey, of <laughs> propelling a brand forward or building a brand in the United States, but it kind of transformed into that. Um, and I think you were a lot to do with that because you were taking that international insight. Yeah, you. I'm pointing to you, Callum. Because um, we were we were cut from the same cloth as American distilleries, came from this myopic sense. When I say we, uh, Wilson, and I were was like, oh, it's American whiskey. Um, every day, Wilson tells me I need to come back to American whiskey. And I say, no, 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 it's all about Australia, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thanks of Melbourne, baby. That's yeah. where it's all at. Um, but when banks of <laughs> <laughs> the streets of Langham and the banks of Melbourne. Write that down somebody, somebody all right? Somebody, please, put, it, put that in a journal. There's a, there's a beautiful ballad out there. Yeah, oh, somebody, somebody. Bon Jovi will sing it one day. <laughs> I, um, but when we started having more international brands on, I, what I've always pinpointed to where this podcast I thought was kind of going in a direction that was meaningful was when we had Graham Cookshank on oh, yeah. first time. Oh, like, my God. Wilson that was Wilson's Wilson, first cry. Wilson was crying. Oh, first uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was first, life, but like, yeah, first cry. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's what broke. But I had just gotten back from Australia like a day before. And we record a, podca- a podcast with somebody it's else. A wild or something, right? or Berlin? Uh, no, we were at the Hawks. At the Hawks. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, my old Paper stomping Girl. grounds. Paper Girl did it all. Yeah, yeah. and Heather we and recorded Pepper. a podcast with somebody else earlier that day, and we rushed over down to the Hawkston to record with Graham, and it was the first person I was like, oh, like someone cares to listen about it. I know it's not him. I know it's not even like the audience. In it wasn't Scotland. Scotch and Rock. I'm not sure no. what that is. That was Graham's radio show. Oh, yeah. Was it Friday really? mornings, yeah. Tattoos Scotch and Rock. Yeah, yeah, Scotch he was a badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it yeah. was it was like, oh, his PR team is reaching out to us to, re- to yeah. have a conversation with him. Yeah. And then I was talking to Ben Diedrich afterward, who was doing an Instagram Live with him for Scotch Whiskey Society. And he's like, oh, how many downloads do you have? And I'm like, yeah, we're doing this and that. He's like, how many episodes have you done? I'm like, we've done 30 episodes. And he's like, well, that's pretty cool to do that many amount in this short of time. And it wasn't like the numbers wise, it was the conversation that we had with Graham prior to that talking to Ben, where everything he was talking about whiskey, I could relate to my personal life, my grandfather's Yeah. one who worked for a whiskey distillery, the other one who were in a small business entire life. Yeah, yeah. And he had Wilson cry in the background. <laughs> that was I, the second time he cried. And, in then, his I, life. and then I, I tasted a Buna Alba. It was just, Really Back in the glory days. Yeah, and yeah. I remember uh, a few months a later, you, Graham, and I were at an event um, at a bar, and you're kind of like, let's get out of here. And I was like, all right, let's go down uh, to the old Duke of Perth. <laughs> oh, shit. So, great story. Um, <laughs> there's a, for anyone that doesn't know Scotland very well, there's a Scotch lager 
right? It's like a, it's a, it's not actually a lager, it's a pilsner, but we won't get into that. <laughs> and it's called, <laughs> it's called, it's called Tenants. It's called Tenants, and it's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. Wait, is that good? No, it's <laughs> dreadful. No, no. no. My buddy, my, my good friend Doogie was here last week. Your um, body, my body. Yeah, my body, your body. And um, he was here last week. Great guy, great golfer. You know, the full Scotch experience. Six foot four, gorgeous. Just like ah. swagger in every way. All right, guys. Um, he was asking about if there was anywhere in Chicago that we could get tenants. And I was like, man, first of all, I don't want to drink tenants. Yeah. All right. Second of all, the closest tenants. that we can get, the closest we can get to a pint of tenants is in Duke of Perth. They they have a sign above the bar. Now they might give you a pint of something else, but we could pretend that it was tenants. <laughs> we could ask them for their worst, shittiest, cheapest beer, Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light, which is very similar. <laughs> and it was funny because it was funny because I told them the story about Graham Cruikshank being in that bar, mm. and Graham. Tiny wee town in Scotland, making one of the best scotches in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Scapa. At least, as far as I hope everyone in this room is concerned. Scapa. Maybe not Brittany Scapa. in the back, who maybe worked for oh, some other here? competitor. Oh, God, she is here. Competitor scotches. <clears throat> anyway. Um, but no, I, he was completely entranced by that bar. Mm -hmm. I, like, we stood at the end, we had a couple of whiskeys, a couple of Aberlours, and it was funny because it, like, Kind of brings it full circle having Doogie in town last week. Brings it full mm. circle for me, like remembering mm. like what it was like when I first showed up and like we were on the streets of the Langham um, <laughs> and seeing the podcast. But seeing the podcast and being like, oh my God, this is America, you know? <laughs> like, this is America, man. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like for me. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. No, I, I, I honestly, I, that's honestly what it felt like. Because all joking I, aside, I honestly could feel that with you. Like, oh, like I'm making friends with people in here in Chicago. Yeah, like oh, I, I, I moved from honestly in the nicest way possible, a shithole in the middle of Scotland, right? <laughs> Where hey, like Scotch. Hey, Mike and Leslie will not. Gems, gems, gems. But I know them personally. Best friends. <laughs> God knows what you said to them, but my mom's like, oh, Jake's is such a lovely guy. I was like, oh lovely God. boy, <laughs> lovely boy. Lovely boy, yeah, lovely yeah. boy. Because I'm 36, but I have a face of a 23-year-old at 22. least. 22? 22. And, and the hair of a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, that is but no, true. seriously, seriously though, seriously, seriously. Um, when I was, I remember sitting in the Langham and being like, this is amazing because we're looking down, the, we're looking down the river. We're looking down the river. <laughs> We were Set looking it. down the Chicago River. Bless you. We're drinking Abra or 16 Whiskey Sours or whatever. And you guys showed up. And it was just like a mind-blowing experience for me. I was like, oh my Without God. Without a power cord. Without the power cord. But <laughs> I think, I did Brittany not say Brittany, yeah. Brittany, Brittany assist. assist. As always, yeah, to the assist. Like, <laughs> the hockey assist. The hockey assist. Um, so, no, I think, look, for me, it was funny last week, me, like watching Doogie meet Jake, and it's kind of all come full circle. Mm. When I showed up and... In Scotland, we don't call it scotch, for example. We, we, no. we don't even, sometimes we don't even call it whiskey. It's just like, call it you call it bourbon. Have a, have, or, <laughs> no, have, have a dram or have a nip. Yeah, have a dram, have a nip. Have a nip. And nip. Um, yeah. when I got here, it was all this massive thing. And then seeing you guys work with Graham or interact mm. with Graham was just like, it blew my mind because I was like, wait a minute, hold on. This guy is obviously really special, you know. 
Um, and it, and it, I always, always tell people that that's one of the first, if they're going to listen to this podcast, that's yeah. one of the first episodes they should go back and listen to is listen to you guys because you can hear. It's yeah. not like this. No, it's... But you guys, you guys are like audibly like shell-shocked. Yeah. You, like... It's almost like, it's almost like you guys are fangirling and I'm like, it's, oh it's... man, that's a fucking brilliant it, episode. It, I, honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of scotch back then. I, I drank scotch. Um, I'm leaving. I still no, am. I, but, I still am. But nah, it, it wasn't, but... it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the whiskey. And that's where I no, think we found our footing was that it was yeah. about the conversation. It was about how Wilson could relate to his family, how I could relate to my family yeah. and have a 50 minute conversation that could have gone for two hours if the PR company two didn't. Days. Couldn't cut us off. Yeah, um, because he was short on time. Short and, on time. And if we were, if if Graham could speak a little bit more in a way that everybody could understand. Well, that was him. also another thing too. We, it was our first uh, <laughs> Scottish experience where, like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm trying to key in on every single word he's saying here um, and read his lips as yeah. he's talking. But at the same time, you know, we a few months later when he came back into town, we had that night out. Recorded at Wild, I think you mm-hmm. you and I the library um, that, but there yeah yeah it was it, it, like right oh like, house, yeah. like yeah, we, yeah. it started me to think like I have these contacts outside of America because I you know friends with the Thompson Bros, um, friends with, yeah, yeah friends with people in Australia obviously, and people all across the country uh, all across the world were like <laughs> it's not just happening in America it's not just happening in Scotland it's not just happening in Australia which I was told every day from work but you start to see it how. People from Ohio, people from New York could be reached out to and have a conversation with. And I think from there was really, it gave me the pedigree to, in the Minnesota. Gave, the encouragement. Even. All right. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> Brands from Minnesota. Keeper's yeah. heart. Yeah. Yeah. Irish and American. Um, yeah. yeah. Irish and American. Irish and American. Irish American. Yeah, it, Irish it, American. It, and I, I give you a lot of credit too, Wilson, where. You know, bringing Chris along and saying like, "Hey, have this conversation with this guy." Where I'm not, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I want to have it with people in the industry. I'm not sure what the outside perspective could could provide to the to what this podcast, but it it's immense and it turned you know because of what happened in 2020, it turned into everything mm-hmm. for two years, and then we transformed it into something else and we brought it back into this perspective of how we have it at, back at a bar. But we are still living online with everything when it comes to our daily lives. Yeah, yeah. And today we're we're kind of getting back to where it all began. Yep. You know, it was it's all about building in a bar, building a brand inside of that atmosphere where you can have cocktails and yeah, we're coming back. It's re- coming record back. a podcast <laughs> inside of yeah. um, which Some shout out to Megan. Uh, she was on episode I think twenty two of the podcast. Yeah, she her came and her beautiful dog Morley um, were on the podcast uh, up in Beguile, which was awesome. Before, before Bob was on, maybe after Bob was on for the first time. That's a very good question. I have no idea. Yeah, um, I, think it was, I think it was. I don't know. Around the same time. Around the same time. It was time. close because we just but, we tapped know, everyone that's it's, nearby. It's it's become the first. You know, I was working for Star Wars the entire time once this podcast started, pretty much. But I never brought microphones with me on the road. I never record conversations on the road. Barely. I think right. the first one I ever did was in Buffalo, New York. Go Bills. Um, Bill Mafia. Yeah, over a table. Um, I'm a Bears fan. I'm not sure why I said that, but you know, I did. No bars. Yeah, I'm right here no with bears. you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. But it was, it's always 
an idea and a possibility to have while traveling for selling whiskey is having a conversation on the road with people because we're always involved with so many people from the industry. One of my brothers on the road is Stefan Kropinski, who is the brand ambassador, national brand ambassador for uh, Mr. Black, who was in the converse, who was in this podcast. I want to say like in the episodes of one fifty fish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at you. Live from Bodega. Ooh, look at that. Um, <laughs> That's a nice pull. But That's right. Live from Bodega. That's having right. a person like that to travel with on the road where you can relate to, um, it's been a, a difficult toll on me traveling recently. And I, I you know, I, I. In the 180s, we hear yeah, about Yeah, I talked about that whenever it was. Um, because I miss my wife. I miss my dog. I miss a lot of things when it comes to traveling. Um, Everybody misses your yeah, wife. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the best. She allows us to have conversations at 11.30 at night with a one Stephen, Stephen Dragoon every once in a while while we're uh, while she's sleeping and we're talking in about uh, Lustau and talking about... Uh, he's walking in right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, Speaking of Stephen Dragoon. Stephen Dragoon. Oh, Stephen. Should we... Should we, um, should, well, should we bring well, Stephen? Uh, no, actually, no. I, let's bring him on because should, should I do need in? to depart. Whoa, whoa. Should, should, whoa, should we yeah. bring in... Whoa. Whoa, whoa, where are you going? I'm, I'm no. going home. No. Man, I got it. <laughs> you know, you know that, you know that, Wilson isn't going to leave yet. Hold on. <laughs> it's uh, not closing uh, time. You know that song by The Clash, London <laughs> Calling? That's yeah. the Burbs Calling. Yeah. The Burbs Calling. Burbs Calling. Before yeah. the Burbs Call and Wilson leaves, I would just. Please, yeah, what did you go yeah, here no. for? Yeah. Supermom. Oh, yeah. Jamie, Jamie, please. Jamie Duffy, one of one of the most important people and and uh, uh, somebody who like tries to produce great product and, and sell great product to people. She is one of the most important people. Yeah. Has become one of the most in this industry. Has it run events. Has run massive things here. Jamie Duffy. Yeah. No, Jamie I, Duffy. Bob, thank you. <laughs> Get over here, Jamie. If anyone didn't hear that, she said her hormones haven't regulated um, yet. However, just, however, she however, just became a new I think mom. We're about to regulate them. Yeah. We're about to regulate because them. they're probably too low. You're not crazy enough. Come on, come on. <laughs> and she's having some beers. First of all, she's finally first of all, beer. First of all, can we all just say congratulations? Congratulations. What Bob means, what Bob what Bob means by super mom is that Jamie had Cheers. her first child about two months ago. I want to say, mm-hmm. and it's it, fantastic. It is the second child of Keena Lake. It is the second <laughs> Keena Lake child. <laughs> now, what what really bugs me is that the child what child's called Finnegan. It's not it's yours. A great name, <laughs> but but it's child. not a Callum, a Jake, or a Wilson, or even a Joe Wilson, or, or even you, a Callum. A Finnegan or Jacob, just a, Wilson. For Jacob, for Jacob, just fine too. Next kid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we heard that here first. Uh, the next kid is going to be called a Finnegan. A Finnegan. A Wilson, a Callum Wilson Jacob. Can we cup? No. <laughs> but no, Jamie came on the podcast, I want to say, very early, early on. on. Episode 13, I want to early say. Um, just harping back to that. And she was uh, the niece of our, all our best friends, all of the, the <laughs> uncle of whiskey. <laughs> Maybe the old time MVP. <laughs> 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 he has succumbed to now just being called uncle. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncle Marty. Yeah. Yeah. With Uncle Marty being in the all Crystal of our King hearts, of all of our lives, the Crystal King of Chicago, also the Crystal Staff of Chicago right oh, now. Thank you. Um, where he has this amazing walking staff that Matt Blum gave him. It was 
absolutely fantastic. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, hopping around there. Um, always being around at all of our bars, all of our entertainment. But the best thing he did was give us a niece. Which to keep is it you. going, right? Yeah. To keep it yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And then Agreed. Jamie came on and... I was I working think for the collective. The collective. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. Yep. But I think the best thing we ever did together was have Dave on from St. George mm. and was talk cool. about yeah. the amazing awesome. hospital. I, I don't know where to begin with them. Like just what they've done as a distillery for 40 years in America has really paved the way for yeah. what we're all here for, essentially, yeah. which True is OG. distilling in America. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah. I still like, True even OG. on maternity leave, I get pissed off when people are like, oh, you know, where do you work? And I yeah. St. George and people look at me like I'm crazy or like, yeah. or you sometimes get this feeling of like, oh, people would take you more seriously if you worked for like Maker's Mark or Jameson. Where Never like heard of it. For, <laughs> where for me, like... Yeah. Talk shit about Jameson out there. Yeah, please. No, nothing no, against it. And Makers. For me, and Makers. For me, my favorite part of the job was always like teaching, right? Like educating. Right. And I just feel like if you work for a brand that everyone knows, there's there's less education that needs to be done. It's true. Um, and working for something like St. George, it just, I hate when people look at me like, oh, why would you work for some no-name brand? I'm like, because I literally like. First of all, it's not a no-name brand. Yeah, first it's of like all, working yeah. for the Wagyu of yeah. spread meat. Yeah. You know, yeah. like an yeah, yeah, average yeah, yeah. consumer may not know the Wagyu. Cool I like yeah. that. Yeah. But I like that. anyone who knows taste yeah. is going to go for something like, like that. You're, like you're the punk rock band that was forgotten about that. Yes. Song. Oh, yes. yes. Actually, rock. I love that. But still, go, but still going. <laughs> yeah. Still touring. Yeah. yeah. And for- like, I th- will say one thing about working for that brand, um, just like, to relate to maternity leave. They didn't have maternity leave. Yeah, that's huge. And I don't think most brands do right now. Smaller distilleries mm. probably do not have a set maternity leave. I was the first female to get pregnant in 40 years. <laughs> while working. That's the thing though, right? That's the thing. The majority of the majority of these brands aren't yeah. young women. But they, which is a conversation we had from they day one. They put their money where the mouth is. Like they, they said, okay, you know, we like to take care of our employees, and they gave me four months off, which is pretty amazing. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of small brands who like to think that they're kind of liberal or take care of their employees and don't because yeah. push to shove. I agree. Um, so I, I just really appreciate that for right yeah. now. How are you f- – oh, sorry. How are you finding um, life now? Like, are you – do you have itchy feet? Are we not your boys anymore? I you guys are still my boys. If anything, also, you're more my boys. I don't, I don't do a lot. No, no, no. When you walked in the door tonight, I, I literally saw Jake's face, and I know it was Instagram. I know that was the cutest thing. I wish I could have that on I, video. All Jake, of your faces. Jake, Jake was actually like his eyes started to water, and he looked at me, and I was like, "Don't." And then he turned away at you, and I, I'm looking at you. And I was like, "My eyes are on." And water. then Chris like, walked in with balloons, and yeah, oh, <laughs> I cried. Uh, our, our hottest milf and our hottest still on the podcast. Yeah. Actually, maybe we've got a battle here, but we 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 we'll figure it's, out. It's 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 one of those things. But I do have to say, um, you know, one of the things about Jamie that from the get go, when I first met her, I knew of her because of Ooh. of course Uncle Marty, and I follows. knew of her because <laughs> Real of what she did with at Collective while in market. So it's like one of those things. You're like, all right, who the hell is behind this, and how do I? 
coached the shit out of You were very confused by this whole conversation. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did take a lot. It took me a little while. It was a confusing concept, but it made sense. But it made sense after the fact. And then when you see it executed to your credit, you know, in the market, I'm like, okay. Even to this day, I'll go into the on and off premise and I see the St. George cocktail placement and or, you know, it's just like, I'm not asking you to, to take that off. I'm, I'm asking you to compliment it, you know? So it's one of those things that I think, I feel, to your credit again, and my, the respect that I have for you and your ability and the career that you've had in a short amount of time, it's a, it's a respect, I feel, that you've developed and that mm. you've maintained even when not out on the streets, even yeah. when away from the collective, being your one of your boys in, in that regard. There's an outstanding re- re- respect for you. <clears throat> and I dig it. Sorry. And so, <laughs> Bob thought he was locked out, but he was not locked <laughs> out. Was locked out. His face. No, Wilson. One thing off. I'll say about you <laughs> that I learned mm. is he's Mexican. I. Wilson, Ramo, it's actually Puerto Rican. When you work for smaller brands, you don't get like an account list. Mm. Right? Oh, no, like, right. you're just Every like. Every account is your account. Yeah, you right. get hired and you're like, this is, uh, I'm still waiting for like what I do in a day. Yeah. And you kind of just have to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I took um, I took some pointers from you and the fact that you do a really good job of like making your own account list, but then sticking to that. Yeah. And I think in a lot of times when you're a small brand, you want these back bottle placements and you want to be seen throughout Chicago at the mm. in spots where you, you find like where you can get that cocktail and you continue to show up and build relationships. Mm. Um, and I'll say like, I definitely learned that from you. Cause I, I think for me, that. like I, you know, I don't have that kind of vision. I'm like, mm. ADD with it. I think I'm putting context for people who are listening is that a lot of big brands, they say, Hey, here's your top 50 accounts. Come mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> here's a credit card. Do you want me a fucking lead? Like, go there, go there, <laughs> spend your money and show up every day. But you have this account list of like, this is where your projection to go. So here's like 50 bars. Here's maybe like 10 off premise places, which is a retailer that are really good to us. But focus your most of your time and spending money inside of these accounts, supporting them, trying to get cocktail deals. For us, it's like, all right, here's your playground. It's Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Go. See where you can make it out. And a lot There's of 5,000 accounts out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like. yeah. And they don't understand that a lot of it is pay Bitter to play pops. or there's programming behind it. Yeah, there or, is. Yeah. So trying to find those people um, and oh. like staying close to those people, I think revisiting. Because when you're someone who works at a bar, like something Bob could probably attest to, or Ian, like at the beer cellar. Yeah. Fuck is he? Um, He's locked up. You know, they don't necessarily understand that I have five states and I'm in the yeah. state of Illinois for five days a month. Yeah, like, right. so, <laughs> you know. little drops you make. Hey, how are you? Like, oh, I've been traveling a lot. Like, sorry, I haven't been around. Like, right. And they're like, what do but you But I'm mean? sure it sounds redundant. Right. right. Like, you say it, then I walk in next and I say it. And we usually and, like, time that out really we well do, together. Yeah, yeah, we tend to run into it. <laughs> what we should do is we should all say it at the same time. You ready? One, two, three. Well, I've been out of state a lot. Your, your mom's really hot. Yeah, like, your dad's really hot. Yeah. Yeah. How's the family? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's your cousin doing? I would love to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha's nice. Lincoln is different. I mean, but, at least, at least, but literally, it's probably how it sounds in a buyer's mind, where yeah. it's like, 
we have us four coming in at different times of the day, different times of the week, and saying, like, yeah, you know, we've been traveling a lot. Like, yeah, you heard you were, like, in, like, California. Like, I don't cover California. Oh, that was Wilson that was in California. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to think, they're going to the same Mexican. place every day, and we're five million places. So, like, us visiting once a month is not even, it's like, not putting even, a dent yeah. to them, you know? But for that us, that's that's really hard. Yeah, like, we're sitting in this place right now. Like, this is a luxury of mine where I live, you know, like, a mile, less than a mile away. So I can come here every single week, get a cup of mm-hmm. coffee because they're open. Um, I believe that'll eight a.m. If you want to, uh, cocktail started uh, and beer started at eleven a.m. Yeah. Um, World Cup coverage will be here as well too. If you would like to come and visit the Great Bitter Pops <laughs> really? of Chicago, yes, <laughs> and pretty cool. Starting at eight a.m. Eight a.m. Um, but yes, uh, it, but you're like you can kind of come back and always be a presence inside of there. Versus places that are over by you, Calum, on the west side of town. I can't like get over there at five o'clock at night, six o'clock at night because yeah. it takes forty minutes to get there and it's not worth my time. Well, I think one of the things with with you guys that it, Wilson and yourself especially brands that aren't very well known, right? Mm-hmm. Like building that key account list. Wilson and I, we do actually you, had a conversation about. Do this. you think Star Wars well known? I think better known. <laughs> it's better I wasn't. Than I wasn't. I wasn't actually talking about Star Wars. I was talking about Key in the Lake. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I love um, Star Wars. <laughs> I like this guy. Um, no, so one of the big things is that I was saying this to Wilson the other day, and it's about the feet on the. Oh, actually, it was earlier today. Earlier that's how many today. fucking mo- shots of Malort I've had. Thank for thank for that. One of the big things was. Thank you for that. One of the big things is like, I now can tell that there are for Wilson's old brand. I know that there's no people on the ground. Right. I can go into accounts now and. It's, it's never on the back or I mean sometimes it's occasionally back there on the mm. back bar before there was maybe like 15 or 20 accounts in the city that you would go into and there'd probably be a, like a, one of his old brands cocktails on the menu yeah. it was front of house and it's just that but I think that shows too you know? is like even a really great craft ambassador salesman or regional whatever you call them where a great person salesperson working for a craft brand like they alone can't make no. a brand blow up no and i kind of hate i i thought that when i was 22 and i worked at my first brand i thought that that could happen we're 22 yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i'm joking hey. yeah. Yeah. why is that a joke well because i'm the same age as you that's no you <laughs> 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 but and you, no, and like, you have no kids. I truly thought that I could make. I know I've got one. Guys. The attitude is that you're absolutely right. Agree right? You. Like you, you and you have that feeling, up. and I think yeah. that pushes a lot of people away from this position. Mm-hmm. Is I'll see people come into the industry and they feel like they're not making any difference, or like their mm-hmm. brand didn't blow up, but then someone else's did. Someone else's, and like not to. Pinhook. Well, I am going to not to knock Star Wars, but to knock it. Whoa. When you Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you for listening to Key in the Lake. Uh, this has been a great night, Dave. I have nothing no, to do not with this. No, not knocking it at all. But like, I remember when you got the Star Wars position, I was like, "How the fuck is his stuff everywhere? <laughs> like, how is this happening? How is that happening?" And then I dug deep and figured out like who owned it, or like Whoa. even Whoa. looking at Sagamore and like the dollars behind that. You Whoa. know, like at first this I was like, "Shots firing." Someone was, um, it's the truth, though. You look at it. I remember Brett told me, like, how many barrels they were producing. It was the first time I saw the brand, and he told me how many barrels they were producing the first year. And I was like, so what billionaire owns the company? And he was like, what? And I was like, this isn't (laughs) possible. You know what I mean? Like, and the. Brett is bad with math. Brett. Thank you, Jess. 
But I guess I'm just putting it that, yes. that, that thought out there is just to be like, if for people trying to get in the industry or who right. are working for a craft brand, like yeah. you're not doing a bad job. No. So much of it is how much money is behind the brand. And that doesn't mean those, I'm not knocking no, products right. that have money either. Yeah, no. The good ones that have money make it. The bad ones who have money still don't make it. I, I don't. I go to these events like the other night at Indie Spirits and I'm like, you know, with what Jess and I have, the fortunate availability to our brands, like, how are you guys competing with us when we have yeah. this behind us? We have the support behind us. And it's not even necessarily financial. It's just like the invest, the long-term investment, like, we will keep growing with you as long as it takes because we know what's happening at both your distilleries and that great whiskey is being produced there. You have owners that believe in it. You have funders that believe in it. And then you have somebody who's like literally doing it themselves. Like maybe they they have a rich uncle that gave them a, you know, a million dollars or whatever. A million dollars is not shit no. to start a distillery. No, I mean, we used to say that at Thoroughbred. We're like, you have a million dollars, don't open. Yeah. <laughs> like right. it's not enough. It's not enough. Five million is not enough. No, I agree. Um, but I think that is continually, like from the first time I was on uh, Key in the Lake, that was something that I mentioned and I still think now something is like, magical. it's it's a devil's advocate. Like there's no way to win or lose with this, but it's like you can try no-name brands and they can be really fabulous and there's a lot of shit out there. Yeah. But I do think we're kind of weeding shit out in a the good shit. Way. I th- no, I think the bad shit is going away. There was a while where if you pulled a craft bottle off mm-hmm. the shelf, you'd probably pay more mm-hmm. than an MGP or a larger brand and it was worse. Yeah. I think that we're starting to level out. No, I think it's a great point because we we are leveling out because the people that were players to make money versus people that were in it to have value because they love whiskey Mm -hmm. and add something, contribute to the whiskey industry as a whole. Those are, those are set are certainly starting to fill and not, or be bought out. Maybe they want to buy their supply of barrels and then blend it in with something else. That's definitely happening. I think the biggest or thing... Or the stuff's getting older. Yeah. Right? Right. Like the stuff that was on the shelf at like six months. Like no one's really doing that. I think, I I think the yeah. biggest thing with people when you start a distillery or want to be a part of this industry is what what is it what is the value to yourself as an individual? Like why are you doing this? It's not like the what. It's not a how. It's about why. why. Why are you wanting to make whiskey? Why are you wanting to sell it in the market? Why are you wanting to hire a sales force? Why are you wanting to pay somebody $60,000, $70,000, $80,000 with a bonus structure to go out and sell your brand? I like, think it's more what's not on that well, shelf yeah. than it is why. Well, I, I think, think there's a lot problem. of why. That's the problem. I think there's a lot of what. What? How can I replace it? But how? Why? Why is that? Why does it bring any value to you as an individual to start that brand? I, I think the why is the most important. Like, do I, you see? I feel like as an individual, like if you're ever going to make it to a point where that product's actually distributed out, um, like like and well known to an average consumer, like it it has nothing about your passion and it has all to do about yourself as a businessman or a businesswoman. So is does the story separate the actual storyteller? Like because if, Yes, like I think a marketer can come up with that story. That's why I'm to here. To be honest with you. And like I I, agree. I love meeting people who actually have the passion behind it mm-hmm. and their stuff's good. It's few and far between. Yeah, so that's I think you just describe Star Wars. <laughs> well, I think I think the two examples I would he- use here are um, Sean, obviously Joseph from yeah. Pinhook. Oh, and then I would go oh, someone just a small brand that we never mentioned. Fellow. Peculiar fellow. Uh, but then the other side of that coin and the other side of the country, Adam Spiegel at um, mm. Sonoma. Sonoma. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now you have to differentiate here we go. those two individuals and their prospective brands. Who's making it? Who's not? 
Interesting, interesting, interesting. Because uh, when our team was going into a trip to Australia last month, um, our founder asked us to bring American brands doing what Star Wars does. Both those brands, both those people were mentioned in a in a conversation of channels about bring them because Adam's doing this, bring this because Sean is doing this. See, I would argue that you don't have to make it as the owner of a brand. Well, I'm saying there's a, that's a big difference. There's a difference, totally. There's a big difference. That's but the I only point I'm trying to make with it. Just from, from selling, right, for nine years now with mm-hmm. always independently owned brands, passion is one part of it. Ownership mm-hmm. is one part of it. Marketing is a huge part huge. of it. Um, uh, pricing is probably the biggest. Pricing biggest is huge. Yeah. yeah, especially yeah. getting a table. And I hate saying that. Like, and no, I think that's why like, so podcasts true, like this matter. Because there's passion behind it. You're so talking true. to people who are passionate. It's so true. But at the end of the day, that's not what changes brands. Agreed. Well, Stephen, um, Mr. Dragoon, who has now entered the podcast. Before, a- before we introduce Stephen, and apologies, I really do need to go. Uh, what the fuck? That's why I brought Stephen in. Because I'm going to take your spot. We're going to have two cool. guests at a time. Uh, but I just want to say this. Can you cry one time? No, I already did that <laughs> twice today. I did that twice. I cried slightly when Jamie walked in. I cried... Uh, uh, slightly when Chris spoke and then just being um, just recognized. Can I, I ask you I one thing? Yeah, absolutely. Why did you agree to do this podcast with me? Because I love you. Because of our friendship. I didn't. Usually when you work with someone um, and we worked together for almost three years. Um, Is that it? No, it's <laughs> usually when you move on from a, a from a company or a group of people you worked alongside. One of the first things they oh keep in touch. Oh hey, I'll like you know hey, here's my number. Call me, email me, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> but that wasn't the case for me when I went leaving that place. It was more about I don't want to lose that friendship. I don't want to lose that stream of knowledge i was learning from you i was enjoying the conversations we'd have at lunch at beguile and then our vent session after work at beguile um we became typical friends. friday we came we became very good friends so when you said let's do a podcast which i had no fucking idea what that was <laughs> i'm like yeah sure you're my buddy i got you i'm there call me you call i hall and that's the and that's usually how we treat all my friends mm. you know that is why i did this podcast um, so, we're fortunate to work in an industry where we, we actually have that, and that's actually how I met yeah. Jake. Was I used to work for Angels Envy, and very much similar situation. Still keep in touch with a lot of the people yeah. I used to did work with. Sam? I did work with Tyler? Sam. I did work with <gasps> Sam Seiler. He's, He's so hot right, right now. She does marketing for Saint George. <laughs> oh, she, oh really? Yeah. She's amazing. Uh, I, I love her. She's, Sam she's a badass. Okay. Yeah, okay, absolutely. No, you're you're stay. Yeah, you're thank, fine. You're thank fine. you. Thank you, your family, for yes. everything. I love you. I appreciate yeah. you. I love because when I get to see he, you. I, I mean, aren't we joke a lot, but uh, Marty has been a, a mentor to many oh, of us. Marty oh. came by the trade show I was at this past week, and he goes, hey, little fellow. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who spoke clear English. I should it's a that. familiar face, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that he's just, always everywhere. Like, uh, but like, then he pulls out his wee glass, of course, and <laughs> yeah. you pour him a little something. Um, Jake, thank you. I love you. Yeah. I can't say any more than just that. Callum, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson always says to me, don't touch what you can't afford, so I'm not allowed to, okay? Uh. <laughs> it's a surprise, it's a surprise friendship that no. came from a, an episode which I, I, I truly hold dearly to my heart. Chris, thank you. 
Jess, uh, Ginger Jess for Sagamore. Keeps it real on the street. Yeah, <laughs> she just she keeps it real on the street. Jess. Um, Brittany, little bit, I love you. She's just a heart of gold. Well, uh, Ian, thank you for bringing me over into that that West Suburban area that I would have ignored if it not for you. <laughs> You're welcome for that as well. Thank you yeah, as well, yeah. and Jamie as well for that. Uh, Craig, um, Craig is no one in this industry, quite honestly but is a very good supporter behind the scenes and on, on Instagram. So thank you for yeah. very much. Diligent for supporter of all of us. He shows up everywhere yeah. we are, and he supports all of our brands. Before you leave, yeah. um, I just want to say, you have, as I've known you, you've carried yourself through three different brands. Each one you've independently had great passion for, um, contributed immensely both through marketing, um, through revenue, obviously, but also just being a good person inside of that structure. You went from one that was carrying the strength of Chicago on your shoulders and the brand shoulders to another one that would not ever fucking exist in Chicago if it was not for you, Thank you. to a one that you are truly passionate about, that you've been holding on to a conversation of love and structure based around this entire industry for five Maybe six years? Five, yeah. Yeah. Um, they are more than fortunate to have you. I have met your coworkers. Um, I have met many people that work for your distillery now at Castle and Key. They are completely, I'm not going to say they would ever be lost without you in, the, in, this, in this, uh, this market, but they are super fortunate to have you because the way you've taken brands growth, how those brands have lost their growth because you left speaks volumes about who you are as an individual, how hard you work and the people that you've built relationships with that believe not in the brand, but believe in you. And I think that's what we sell all of us ambassadors, all of us market managers, all of us people who work for distilleries here. It's about selling ourselves every day. It's the hardest thing in the world because you're shut down probably six out of seven times a day and you come back the next day and you're like, all right. Uh, I've been working for a couple months and forgot what that is. <laughs> yeah, and to have like a, a, a room filled of love with people inside of here is amazing because it feels comforting and that's what should, life should be. But we unfortunately live lives that we love based on whiskey and based on the passions that we hold that have a lot of nose built inside of that on a day-to-day -day basis. And you keep coming back with firepower and vigor, not just for your, your brand, but for yourself, because you believe in what you believe in and that love is real. So thank you for teaching me how to be a good person and teaching me how to make sure that there's love inside of my life every single day. It's not just about work. It's about the person sitting 12 feet to your left that, you know, I get to call my wife. So you were there that day. Um, I was there for you your day. So thank you. You could leave not crying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, we do this podcast purely to make Wilson cry. <laughs> oh. And I think we need to do a podcast at Castle and Key because I want to Yeah, we all need to do it. Yeah. Grandma yeah. 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 said. I'm doing a spring fling. I'm Oh, oh, so, oh, 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 o
Fishbowl? 